This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked on Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 go. Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. And the show is at Locked on Socks. If you want to leave us a voice message, 312-566-8727, 312-566-8727. And for emails, it is LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Without any further ado. Shut that is- damn dog up, Herb, for yeah, Christ's sake. <laughs> Go crazy. Going- hey, everyone's excited about the two out of three games taken in Minnesota. Why not? He usually likes to listen. Now he's just chasing a ball that we bought this electric ball that he <laughs> freaks him out and he tries to bite it. It's way too big for his mouth. But yes, he is very excited about the White Sox beating the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> is that dog in there? Get that dog out of there. Uh, doggy style video reference. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hi, Herb. It's me. You guys made it. We've all made it. Happy off day to everyone. No Sox game tonight. Although after a game like we saw yesterday, uh, you want more Sox games. But I think after it was a quite a heavy week so far our heavy first three days of the White Sox work week and uh, I'm I for one I'm happy to catch our breaths here following a two to one White Sox victory over the aforementioned Minnesota Twins uh, White Sox win two to one behind Lucas Giolito's gem he goes eight innings Sox taking two out of three from the Twins they get themselves back to 10 games above the 500 mark and uh, we're taping this as the Indians are playing the Angels. So right now the Sox sit at three games up, but the Indians do have a a lead over the Angels tonight. So, you know, we'll we'll see. At the the very least, the Sox will be two and a half games in first place heading to New York this weekend. And this game today, man, or uh, yesterday, I should say, excuse me, sorry. I I know you guys probably are just like, enough. Just say when you're recording the show you don't have to like you know we're smart <laughs> enough to figure out which game you're talking about i'm no, sorry i'm sorry um yeah our, yeah our, our listeners are better than that um we just say the day wednesday wednesday's yeah. game oh i don't even know are you kidding me i'm married and i have a kid i have no idea what day of the week it is every day the past year has been the or same all mondays <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right so uh you know when i, I look at this game yesterday this White Sox winner, and I was thinking about this one. It was certainly an enjoyable one to watch, and it could be the most satisfying victory of the season. And you may say, hey, you know, you know you're a prisoner of the moment. Help me. I'm in the moment. Um, but I, I think it is because of a couple reasons. You know, I should say a couple players. When you're a team that has postseason aspirations and your ace has been, you know, sort of lost in the wilderness the past few starts, and really mm-hmm. all season, uh, Lucas Giolito has not been the same guy as we saw on the mound there in Oakland in the postseason last season, and he's been a different guy. He's been struggling. You know, there's been times where he's had good outings, and you know, 
instances where you know his, his, you can't trust his manager to pull him when it's appropriate. There's been times where he just had not had good stuff. There's been times where we thought maybe he was tipping pitches. Pretty much he's run the gamut of every possible thing that can go wrong with a healthy starting pitcher. And to see Lucas Giolito go out there today and shove and dominate, which is still a pretty good lineup. Say what you want about the Twins. That lineup is still very competitive, and, and you've got a red-hot Miguel Sano, Nelson Cruz, who still touched you today as he's one to do. That story, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, a story as old as time itself, Nelson Cruz hitting a home run off the White Sox. But um, the season is, you know, it feels incomplete, even when your team's playing good baseball, if you're ace doesn't quite have it and you're just wondering it's like a you know a, a, an unfinished chapter in a book that's been written it's like what's going on with Lucas Giolito here when's he gonna get back to form because we all know when it matters and it's you know Sox chances improve every day of making the postseason when it matters the most <clears throat> they're gonna need to rely on Lucas to be his self and everyone's picked up the slack to their credit everyone else in the starting rotation has done an outstanding job but it starts from the top down and to have Lucas Giolito out there figure it out yesterday and then to have Liam Hendricks a guy who we talked about last night and we'll talk about him again uh, later on in the show but you know you have two guys finish that game today Lucas Giolito with eight innings and then Liam Hendricks to close out the ball game, just hammer it down for the victory, taking two out of three out of it from a division rival. It was very satisfying, and I think it was a huge win yesterday for the White Sox and a, and a sign of good things to come, I think. Yeah, and like you said with uh, Lucas Giolito, you're going to get hit by Nelson Cruz. Everybody is. But the thing you have to do is not have guys on in front of them. So Arise and Polanco got on no times. Well, you got they had two walks, but not in front of Nelson Cruz's solo home run. He's the only one with the hits today with two hits, a single and a, that home run. Then quickly erased by a double play by uh, Max Kepler hitting two. But uh, it was beautiful, beautiful play by Vaughn. Uh, back to shortstop. And yeah, back was to that we were watching that in studio with our guy Dan Bernstein, and I don't know if you were in the room. I think maybe you had just left or you were yeah. doing Lawrence's show, but it was, you know, I, was that double quade played just turned so quickly yes. that that you know because I was like, what's going on with Kepler not getting down the line? Like he's a pretty speedy guy, and you know we we're just saying what the hell's going on there? But I guess that play was just turned that quickly. I where mean, Kepler he had full a, out die dove to his yeah. left or to his right and then had to throw the ball and Kepler wasn't halfway down the line when um he got the ball back when Vaughn got the ball back from the first base so yeah maybe he did spin his wheels a little bit it was fast but not that fast where a guy who has some decent speed like Max Kepler should be yeah. busted and not make it so uh obvious that yeah, he wasn't given he was trip. running slow to the pillows and he should have been to the pillows <laughs> faster and he was a man with stick and a man uh, with I wonder if they they fuck with him like that <laughs> being the German baseball player yeah yeah he, you know I, I would hope so the first I mean baseball player like you know they tease each other for a lot less than that just you know imagine teasing someone because of their nationality i've never heard of such a thing well it's not the first german baseball player but uh who is then who is then school me here i mean if technically i know my guy the commissar edwin jackson was born in germany born in germany on a military base doesn't count as being german i guess for the the purposes of this argument and making fun of such shamans uh wait we're we're, speaking of incomplete here the white Sox win print the banner line up the parade michigan avenue on the studs turkle bridge division street let's go so yeah the Street boys fit best song (laughs) which what is Incomplete. Okay. Uh, so the Kepler double play. Yeah. So you, as you were you were saying, yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. We're a little slap nope. happy here. 
It's good. Um, yeah, I, I, a guy like that should be making that like almost a bang bang play. Three six three double plays are very rare, and it's good to get that some bitch out. It's awesome. Well, actually, <laughs> it might have even been Mancada because they might have been in a, sh- in a shift. But yeah, um, Lucas Giolito faced one over the minimum, of course, and um, Hendricks one over the minimum. The home run by Cruz being the only one that stood up and got uh, didn't get erased like the Nelson Cruz single did. So when a guy like that has a struggle all season long and then he finally finds it and he said it was mostly the the the, the pitch that has eluded him all year long the changeup that he went to to knock guys out it was his uh go-to pitch and luckily they had Zach Collins back there who kind of has a nice rhythm with Lucas I've seen him catch a couple times and Lucas always gives him his plaudits I don't know if there's something going on but I don't want to it sounds very, very, very weird that uh, he's pitching to Zach Collins a lot. But well, well okay. He was, putting down the, he was just putting down the changeup, and he was executing the pitch better than he has all year long. Well, you talked about what was the difference today, and I thought it was interesting. Giolito goes eight innings, as you said, two hits, one run. It was earned, three walks, but 11 strikeouts. And if you look at the, the numbers here on Giolito, 17 swings and misses today. And I, I went back and looked, and – out of the 11 strikeouts, one on a four-seam fastball, one on a slider. The rest were all change-ups. Nine strikeouts on the change-up. So that's been the pitch that's been uh, elusive to to Lucas and trying to figure out what's wrong with his game. You know, He's thrown a hittable change-up, and people thought he was tipping the change-up. And we found out a little bit what happened today, and uh, this may be a little inside, but I found it insightful. This was uh, Lucas Giolito after the game on the field with uh, Jason Bedani and Steve Stone. Lucas, talk a little bit about the work you did between starts and the fact that you came out throwing the slider early, and that was a pitch that looked a lot better today. Yeah, so uh, Ethan had me reintroduce my curveball back into my throwing program because, you know, for me, I'm, I'm like behind the fastball, behind the changeup, a lot of pronation, and I feel like that has kind of been taken away from, like, getting over the slider. So we're like, you know what, let's go even further, start throwing some curveballs to get that feel back for the slider. And uh, it wasn't as consistent as I would have liked, but it was definitely a step in the right direction with that pitch. And we utilized it in some uh, good situations. Got like a good back foot strikeout in the first inning. So yeah, it was it was pretty solid. Keep building off that. Yeah, so you know, uh, Lucas Gilito seeking tutelage from Ethan Katz, and Ethan Katz paying dividends once again. You know, I I know we only hear about these guys when they're doing something well, but you know, Ethan Katz has been great this year with with Rodon, with Cease. The Cease has begun to to begin to stabilize a little bit, and getting your ace back, your your prize pupil back to form is is certainly huge right there. So uh, you get a little insight there from Lucas, and just you know, he did not. You know, he struggled in the first inning to find his way, but then overall just very efficient today. And, you know, uh, he's thrown uh, over 110 pitches a few times now. Any concern from you, Herb, that it's May and Tony's kind of – I'm not looking for a reason to, to shit on Tony or find a reason to be upset at the manager, but mm-hmm. I, uh, Chris Kamka did have the stat today out of, you know, 110 pitch outings from your starters – White Sox at the top of the list by a significant margin over the Dodgers. So do you, do you have any concerns about that long-term big picture about these guys throwing maybe too many pitches in too many innings? I mean, I would if I thought that there would be some serious competition for the White Sox uh, going down the line as far as uh, uh, competition for the division. Cleveland, I still 
I think their hitting is going to fall off and not allow them to compete with the White Sox. Their pitching is always going to keep them in games. But I think the White Sox will win this division because they're kicking the shit out of the Minnesota Twins right now by 11 and a half games. And that was the competition I was worried about. I don't think the White Sox can play that badly, Uh-oh. knock on wood. Is that the baseball police coming for us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they can play that badly, and the Twins can play that well for them to even come close to the White Sox. I think the Twins are buried right now. So what I'm looking for is them, you know, just winning these games as many as many as they can. And then if at the end of the year tired arms need a rest or some resurgence, I think as a mostly veteran staff, those guys can recover for the playoffs. Understand that, hey, all right, we won our 90 games. We've wrapped up the division. It's September 15th. We'll 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 lower it down a little bit, get 80 pitches in, and then be ready for the playoffs. Keep the intensity up, but lower the pitch mount, get our proper rest, maybe even go to a six-man rotation to end the season so you can have a little bit more rest in between those starts that really don't count. I wouldn't I wouldn't put pull off the uh, gas right now because like I said, these all matter. You can pull off once you win. Once you win the whole division, chill out, do your thing and get back to uh, pitching. But you got to go. You got to go with your what your uh, with your horses. Uh, the guys who are going to win you the games right now. I, these are these matter just as much as September games. Absolutely. And the thing, too, is you look at each game is its own occurrence and you hate to look at just the number of, of times that they went 110 plus in, uh, pitches or whatever. You look at each start individually and I can tell you yesterday's game, that was a game that was warranted to leave Lucas, yes. Lucas out there. He was cruising and he saved his best stuff for later in the game. He, you know, he's still hitting 96. You know, Lucas is not going to be a guy that's going to go triple digits on you, but he saved, you know, 96 for late in the game, and they were not touching that changeup. So I think you look at effort and and high stress pitches. There was not a lot of them late in this ball game. Look at the the last three innings: six, seven, eight, uh, walk, fly out, double play, strikeout, strikeout, fly out, strikeout, ground out, fly out to end the eighth. So like these are not dominant. yeah dominant, and he's you know getting better as the game goes on. So I think. That is part of Tony's calculus there as well. So yeah, I definitely have no problem, especially a, a game like that. You, you didn't need, absolutely need it, but I think it certainly helped to have it, especially after everything that the team went through the night before. And just it's all about winning series, man. You take two out of three, you're going to be in good shape. So I think whatever you have to do to secure that series victory, especially heading into New York with the off day, have everyone feeling good. You know, you, you wipe the slate clean of all the drama that's happened this week, and we'll touch a little bit about that later and why, you know, we shouldn't worry about it at all. Uh, but we're going to take a quick time out here. Well, Liam Hendricks, though, we said it. We have a tendency to say things on this show. That's the, you know, part of the good thing about being on five times a week where mm-hmm. we can sort of put it out there into the ether like, hey, I don't like this trend or I don't like the way this guy looks right now. And I also believe I said last night about how. These one run one run ball games. I want to see the Sox improve in these one run ball games. And what do you have mm-hmm. here? A two two to one game. And we'll talk about the offense in a little bit or lack thereof. But there's one guy we're going to really highlight who's been amazing. But Liam Hendricks coming on. I said last night I was worried about this guy because he hasn't been particularly dominant, and he's a guy that relies on repetitions and feel. And he, Tony threw him out there in an unconventional setting last night during the walk off loss, and or two nights ago I should say, and. 
you know, he just didn't look particularly sharp, and he hasn't looked like the Liam Hendricks of of the Oakland A's, you know, postseason that we saw last year. That sharp diving slider, a tight breaking ball. Like we haven't seen that that much, but today, excuse me, yesterday, uh, we saw it uh, right there for you. He goes one, two, three in the ninth inning, uh, cuts through uh, a tough part of that twins lineup with Cruz in the middle there lining out sharply, but he got the other two guys on strikeouts and Liam Hendricks looked like the Liam Hendricks that Rick Hahn paid for. And before we go to this, I don't know if you want to edit this into I was really wrong. Max Kepler is not the first German or only German. He's probably the last German to be in the league. But there's like 50 Germans in MLB that have been in MLB, including your guy, Gardzi, who was a former twin and Tiger manager, um, Mike Blowers, and Chicago Cubs own, and I think White Sox own, Will Omen. Yeah, Will Omen, number 77, was, I mean... Yeah, he was born in Germany, right? I remember we yeah. like I, I remember mentioning at the time that there was more than one German on the White Sox team. I think the, he was on the team with uh, Edwin Jackson, I believe, in that that year. So, yeah, very fascinating. Those guys all born in Germany. Gardenhire was all of them. Wow, yeah. that's a that's really amazing. I'm I'm amazed. Um, that's, what, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So yeah, we don't need to edit that back in because it just blew my mind here in real time. So, but um, you were talking about Liam Hendricks. He not yeah. German. Not German, I think uh, New Zealand. Yeah, but um, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Aussie Sox fans gonna kill me. Um, yeah, he came in with uh, more intensity. It looked like today, it's, and the shoe thing, the cleat thing last night, where <laughs> it's got a muddy track and he really can't get his proper footing. I thought that might have caused some of the balls being up. The ball that Polanco hit, well, I think, was a little elevated more than he wanted it to be. So. The cleats being clean today, having a clean inning to start off, even though it was in a tough lineup, is the intensity was there. You could hear yelling after the game, just audible. I was listening because I had to cut up that highlight. I was making sure he wasn't cussing because that's the last <laughs> thing I want to be reprimanded for is some sound that I put in that is going to be uh, played and played and played. Uh, well, like, that, like this? One and two from Hendricks. <laughs> People love that shit. Um, so great. Yeah, you don't want that but, in there. Yeah, he might have said that, but I didn't hear it. I played that at least 10 times just to make sure that I covered my own ass. But um, he's, I yeah, you called it, Danny. Like, he gave you that opportunity that we wanted. And this is the time where, yeah, it's a tough lineup. And you're on the road, but you're paid for it. And we said that last night. And he delivered. You got the intensity up. It seemed like he was just more into it. And maybe that is a thing. When you're going for a save, you feel that intensity. That wasn't a save opportunity uh, two nights ago where he blew it. And even though it's not a blown save, he still didn't get the job done. So maybe there is something to that with him specifically. Like, I got to have a save opportunity or a high leverage situation. That's why they put him in like in the seventh or eighth inning in the playoffs last uh, two. Yeah. Last year in Houston. And he's just shutting people down. That's a thing. Or versus Houston. I think it was the games are in L.A. But that guy is just maybe a guy that needs, needs that pressure to perform like he did. And he performed well. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll touch on the offense 
very quickly on the other side of a timeout here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's Wealthfront.com slash MLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash MLB to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by rockauto.com. Folks, summer's coming. You better start planning those road trips if you haven't already. I know I've got three or four in mind all ready to go for this summer. But before I go anywhere, I need to make sure that my car is running the way it should. And if I need any parts for my car, I know there's only one place to go, and that's our friends at rockauto.com because there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible to find all the parts that your car is going to need at your traditional chain storefront. You go in these places, and you ask the person behind the counter, and you sit there, and you wait in line, and no one wants to wait in line in a store these days, and they punch up the stock that they have on their computer only in their warehouse only. Why limit yourself to those limited choices when you have access to the most vast library of auto parts online at rockauto.com. Our friends at rockauto.com, they're a family business and they've been serving customers just like you and I online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's got everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com they're always going to be reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers they're not like these big box chain storefronts why spend up to twice as much when you don't have to go to rockauto.com and when you go there please do me a favor write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that your friends at locked on white Sox sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need only at rockauto.com All right, Sox 2-1 to one victors yesterday in Minnesota, taking two out of three from the Twins in what was a really an exhausting week mentally, but yeah, they got out of there with the meatloaf as uh, more important than anything in this world. And offense yesterday, not particularly productive. The the lone runs coming off uh, the bats of likely uh, sources in uh, Adam Eaton and Leary Garcia. And, you know, the... They scored enough to win, um, but there's one guy that's really uh, just mm. performing at a super high level here. Uh, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, he had his I, own themed uh, wardrobe for the road trip as the Sox went to New York, and it's Yohan Moncada. Who did you think I was going to say, Jake Lamb? Yeah, I thought you were going with Jake Lamb. He's uh, having an excellent year. Well, yeah. An excellent day. I should just keep on, you know, should My talk, guy. Should talking. Yeah, definitely your guy. Call, I think he called in last night, too. Did he? I missed that. Um yeah, you got to get those in right, right after that game. But but Yohan Moncada, Herb, and another great stat 
from Chris Kampka in a second, but Yoan's got his OBP up to 409. Uh, he's now the White Sox leader in on-base percentage, and he surpasses Yermin after Yermin just looked horrendous. So Yermin, by the way, 0 for 4, didn't look good. And we know that Yermin's probably going to be a guy that's going to bounce back. And going into Yankee Stadium, I would not be surprised if he had a big mm. series. Yeah. But especially with an off day in between to kind of just – Lots of Dominican family and oh, friends out there too. Hell yeah. Um, you know, with the off day, forget about all the stuff that happened. But it looked like he was affected by all this drama, all the negative uh, press surrounding him. You know, it could just be anecdotal, but he was swinging outside of the zone on a lot of bad pitches uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, he didn't look good. I was He came up in a couple uh, clutch situations and did not get the job done, and I was expecting him. Uh, I, I felt like he was the right man. Like, I think in the eighth inning, he came up in a clutch situation and didn't come through. I was like, oh, come on, like... Uh, this is when you you should you should be shining. This is the redemption story that we need right there because they hit you or they attempted to hit you the other day. Your manager's not behind you. No one else is behind you except for your teammates, your boys. And he, you know, probably hearing all these things and maybe his manager talking to him way too much and not getting his back hurt him. And I thought he was going to do it. I thought he was going to come through. And I'm very disappointed in Tony LaRusa that he has thrown this guy under the bus multiple times and called them names, clueless. I just I just can't stand the man trying to stop progress. Yeah. Just by installing something and being like, like capitulatory to the fucking Minnesota Twins. Like he's apologizing to them that's what gets me it's like just trying to make yourself and your team look better by degrading yourself it's it's just so terrible like i don't understand his why he thinks it's the right thing what how he thinks chastising his player in public is going to get a positive result like if he did that shit in private i would still have a problem with it but at least he would do it in private and keep it man to man. He's doing this on purpose out in public multiple times to a, I mean, young in the game player who's on a rookie contract. I'm just, just, just like on a human level. Why would you do that shit to a guy that has been through what your means been through? And I, it just aggravates that guy is going to be here for the rest of the year and doing it to more people. Well, yeah, and because also he did it to Lance Lynn as well. After the game last night, we talked. We showed, you know, we talked about Lance Lynn's quotes. At least I, I think we read them. But yeah, uh, and then today in the or it was yesterday or you know the day before in the in the post game. But Tony was asked, you know, about Lance Lynn's comments about you know uh, when a pitcher's in the game, there are no rules, you know, written or unwritten or otherwise. Like you know, there are no rules when a pitcher's in there, or when sorry, when a position player's in there throwing. And, you know, Lance Lynn says there are no real rules for that situation. And then Tony says, well, I've got an office and Lance Lynn has a locker. Like, so now you're taking a guy who's won, helped you win a World Series before, and a guy who's one of your biggest horses out there and a guy that you're going to rely on heavily in the down the stretch, 
and now you're you're undermining him publicly. It's just he keeps doubling and tripling down. But okay, I don't. I'm done talking about Tony. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's just we're gonna get all worked hey, up man, here. He deserves that shit. <laughs> he does. I'll just leave it right there. He deserves that. Is, but don't worry. He threw on a, a vest uh, for for the Yoan costume party. <laughs> um, That's what I think about Yoana as a nice uh, cardigan. <laughs> the only one not in the team photo, by the way. I think. Uh, plenty of other coaches were in that photo of on Yoan dress up day. But uh, speaking of Yoan, okay, four hundred nine OBP, he's hitting rockets all over the place. And Chris Kampka threw out this stat, and I think you're in pretty good company when you're amongst these uh, White Sox legends. Okay, you're talking about guys f- for eight straight games with both a hit and a walk. Okay, White Sox a a. Can I name one of them? A charter franchise of Ban Johnson's American League, I think. Yes. Yeah, 1901. Yeah, 1901, so yeah. Ban Johnson's American League. Yes. Um, so how many guys you think, Herb, uh, or how many times, whatever, um, as a guy for the White Sox had a walk and a hit in eight consecutive games, and the White Sox have been around since 1901? It's got to be a lot, right? Yeah, I would say, can I name one of them? Well, yeah, I mean, I would hope uh, so. On Jersey behind you. Oh, that guy back there? You mean yeah. this guy right here? Number 35, Frank Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Frank Thomas did it twice, and uh, he's definitely cool with Yermin being hit a couple nights ago as well. Uh, we'll leave that here because Frank's a legend. But, yeah, Frank Thomas, Yoan does it eight games here in 2021, the first time since Frank did it. April of 1996. And then Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, 15 years you're talking about, over 15 years in a month. And then Frank did it in May of 92. And then you got to go back to Yvonne Calderon in 1988, April. Uh, Pat Siri. Hey, Pat Siri did it in June of 1948. Uh, and then Eddie Collins, uh, White Sox legend, uh, legendary figure of the early days there, 1915. Did oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Danny. Uh, I forgot. I am the official podcast math guy right um yes you said no 96. are you the metrics guy and then J- and jay crowley's the math guy i don't i get confused all right you said 96 is the last time it happened that would be 25 years ago oh you said 15 <laughs> i'm, I'm such a silly goose that's why you're employed here yeah uh, that, that, i just know because it's my 25th uh, <laughs> high school anniversary yeah sorry about that I, I wish it was 15 yeah so, so old. congratulations on that i'm sure are you gonna go i'm sure Oh, if they have a thing, I'm going. I don't see a actual uh, invite, but I'm hell yeah. You're a high school graduation reunion guy, huh? I didn't. I didn't go to the uh, twenty because yeah, I was in San Diego at the time. I went to the ten though. It was great. Me neither. I mean, I don't see any reason I to would, do that. I would say go, go, go back. Yeah, I'm good on that actually. Uh, so yeah, not many guys uh, have put on White Sox baseball pants and can say that they've had a walk and a hit for eight consecutive games. But that's our guy. Yoan Moncada, who's really playing well this year, he's you know playing mm-hmm. like an all star uh, in the field as well, and it's just you know this is the guy, this is the cornerstone of your rebuild right here, quietly. And what I loved so much about the the road trip theme, where everyone dressed up like Yoan Moncada, and what does that mean? Uh, that means that you know you're wearing a jumper with your shirt open, and you know you're wearing the jumper's shorts, right? And you know so romper, we, a romper. That's the word I'm looking for. Romper, not a yumper, a romper. <laughs> um, so everyone's looking fly out there, uh, you know, paying homage to Yoan Moncada, which is a really cool thing to see because Yoan's a guy who. It's a weird thing, right? Because he's a superstar yeah. with disastre personal and you know, he's got the the movie star good looks and he's one of the best players on the team, if not the best all-around player. 
And then you don't hear much about him in the Sox clubhouse. So you wonder, like, is this guy a guy that's not beloved? Like, you don't hear guys talk about him that much. And it's not it, – it, it seems like he kind of operates on his own island, you know, in terms of that stuff. But then you, you find out today – no one ever says anything bad about him. But he's no. just – he's not like – he's got the personality. Clearly, he, it's there. The swag is there. But he's not a look-at-me-all-the-time type of guy. He kind of you know, is quiet and stoic out there. So it was really cool to see the guys rally around him and dress like him for this road trip. I know it's dumb and it doesn't mean anything, but I thought that it's kind of telling that, oh, these guys do love Yoan. And maybe Yoan will maybe, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say the guy like that who shoots music videos in his shell, but maybe we'll start to see like a, the next tier of Yoan sort of be a, a bigger personality on the team. It doesn't have to be. I don't care. Just go out there and rake and play solid defense. I don't care what you do. Like some guys just, you know, don't want to, yeah. you know, pr- you put on a fake persona. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but it was really cool to see them all dress up like Yoan uh, as they headed out to New York. And you could see in his he has a six minute like a uh, Instagram video where he's filming all these things going on, like all his teammates dressing like him. They're taking the team photo in front of the plane and then he's showing, you know, going into the plane and you see Debo dressed like him. And then Tony, <laughs> therefore mentioned uh, a vest he has on. And so he's smiling. Tony's smiling. Yeah. And, and good, you know, good nature. He's f- having a good time. So that's Tony's good, sm- smiling. Tony's like, I've done everything I can to mess this up and I can't. That's how you know my team's good. Um, yeah. And, and then TTA so- jumps on. Yeah. And then he looks he looks like he's, you know, he's he's touched. He's like, yeah, this is good. You know, right. His guys are his guys are around him. At the end, he's like talking to your mean. Yeah. Like he seems like a true, honest, good guy. And this is a tribute to him. Like, hey, man, you have your own style. We're going to dress like you. It's like. Hey man, we we respect you. You're you're all good. You're all good with us. Yeah. We want to follow you, too, man. You, You look you look sharp. Yeah, I don't want to read too much into it, but I thought it was really cool that they did that. You know, like, you know, and and, and Yohan seemed appreciative of it, and he's a, a quiet guy, and, you know, it, but, you know, it's outwardly loud with his actions, but, like, on a baseball field, like, he's not a guy that you see out there laughing a ton. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like T.A. chatting everyone up when he's on first base. He's not that type of guy, so it was cool to see the players, you know, uh, surround him with this type of stuff, and of course, T.A. jumping on it. It was either Yoan's or Your Means Instagram Live and saying, keep swinging 3-0, which I love that shit so much. Um, You know, just right in front of the the coaches and manager. Like, I I love it. Like, they, yeah, these guys know what it is and you know we, we talked about it the other day yeah actually you know absolutely how, it, go ahead how they're rooting for each other they're like yeah. they're cheering for each other they genuinely like each other and it's not a latin faction black faction white faction it's hey man we all enjoy each other's company we might hang out more with ours but you know i enjoy that guy down the street i enjoy this guy I, you know ad meeting is notorious for having a little uh dust-ups in the clubhouse hey but even seems at, like he's, he, he even, seems like he's getting along with people even adam eaton showing out wearing a really really crazy provocative outfit on yon mancada day he wore something red <laughs> Whoa, Adam Eaton, take it easy, buddy. Too flamboyant out here, you know. Yeah, like don't no need to, to go all extra about it. Yeah, he wore a red shirt. Uh, thank you, Adam Eaton, for participating. But he was one of the first ones I saw holding up the peace sign on your means Instagram live. But yeah, again, this team has built up too much blood and sweat equity over the years of the rebuild. I was talking about it on the Parkinson Spiegel show today about how Tim Anderson was here before the rebuild even started. Right, mm-hmm. Leary, Leary Garcia here for way before that. You know, and. Tim saw this thing get gutted down to the studs and built back up again. 
guys who have been around here getting their ass kicked by the Twins mm-hmm. and the Royals and, yep. and the Indians for years while you're trying to fortify your culture, it's way too strong to be ruined by one guy. And that's why we said at the beginning when Tony was hired, I said my number one thing is I don't think this will be an issue because – Tony knows good chemistry when he sees it. Now, he's done everything he can to dismantle it, but it's not working, okay? And Lucas Giolito spoke after the game, and you yep. talk about how, how tight they are. This is what Lucas had to say uh, about their team chemistry and about, you know, throwing a little love to your mean at the end. Just focus on the here and now. Um, we stay together. We support each other. Sometimes it's tough love. That's okay. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're all here for each other each and every single day. Uh, all we care about is getting the best out of each other, getting the best out of ourselves and winning. And uh, we're winning right now, so we're just going to keep on that path. And what about the fact that uh, in baseball, the idea is everybody goes out together and everybody is the best of friends every day. Is that, uh, with that thinking being naive, that uh, all you have to do is be professional and, and get along with people to, uh, to have the best result? I'm not sure how to answer that. I, we're we're a very close team. Like we we like to hang off, hang out off field and on the road and things like that. Obviously, the COVID protocols make it a little more difficult. But you know, we got our 85 percent and we're past May 15th, so um, we'll probably see a little bit more of that. Um, we're definitely a close knit team. Uh, we're we're friends on and off the field. Uh, we hold each other accountable. All, all that good stuff. And I, I feel like we're only growing closer, uh, the better baseball that we're playing, the deeper into this year we get. Lucas, there's been so much chatter the last 24, 48 hours over what was going on with Tony Larusa, what he said, and what was going on with your mean. You're one of the clubhouse leaders. How can you describe to us if there was any impact, any negativity within the clubhouse, or is it one of those things where it's gone by and it's passed? No negativity. Um, you know, we all support your mean. We love home runs here. Um, that's it. We're going to move on. We love home runs here, and, and we do as well, Lucas. That's that's very well yep. said from, uh, you know, if uh, if Ethan Cass wasn't doing such a great job as a pitching coach, I would nominate Lucas Giolito as pitching coach and Tim Anderson as manager, and I would just, you know, they're basically they're unofficial in those roles anyway. So, But that was good to hear right there, you know, Basically talking about your mean throughout that thing and the tough love stuff and who knows what was said to your mean privately um, that maybe didn't need to be addressed publicly because it was already yep. handled. We'll never we'll never know that situation, but throwing still throwing support behind him. We love home runs here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So still showing that he's loved. And it's just it's really cool to see this thing blossoming. And I know it's only May and things could unravel quickly sometimes but this seems like a really tight group like like we suspected from the beginning and just to see these guys who remember when, when these guys were all making their white Sox debuts and you know to see them in leadership positions it's it's a really cool thing to see and that's why i have no real concerns about this going forward i asked you the question uh yesterday like will you know is this going to be something that will hinder the white Sox going forward the tony stuff and you know this is, this is why i don't think it will whatsoever mm-hmm. so yeah, and uh, by the for, by the way, um, Frank Menachino is gonna come for you and Lucas Giolito liking these home runs. Hey, wait and, a minute! Fuck the home run. Although, okay, thank you. I just made, you know make sure Frank said his piece there. Yeah, and uh, he gets to go back home to Staten Island too. Hey, oh, yeah, how you off doing? day in Staten Island. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I, I heard Dan Bernstein talking about a uh, chopped cheese today. I was like, I heard about a chopped cheese since I was at Shorty. It's like it's happened the last couple of years. Like, <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, I've never had a chopped cheese, but I've heard of the chopped cheese for a long time, bro. I, I jumped in at the end of that. They were talking about how it was like what, like an like uh, an, an Arabic delicacy, like a Arabic sandwich, or what? What is yeah. that? I, it was, like, that was, was that a Staten Island thing? Oh no, no, it's oh, out okay. in the uh, city. It's a Harlem thing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's just like uh, two hamburger patties and such, uh, and then once you get them all fried up and such, you chop them up and then put a bunch of spices and such on it, and it's supposed to be a bomb-ass sandwich you get at the bodega. Oh, okay. The bodega. So, yeah, you heard in that clip right there we played, he stood behind his player. He didn't throw his manager down the down the down in front of the bus, but he didn't mention him there. You know, it was clear. No negativity. Then he said, we support your mean and we like home runs. And that's it. Succinct and to the point. Didn't throw his manager under the bus, but maybe omission is uh, guilt right there. But he's giving support to his guy. And you were talking about Lance Lynn earlier. I was joking like Lance Lynn is probably one of Tony's biggest lieutenants. He knows what Tony's about. He He's a no-nonsense guy, and probably, truth be told, he probably didn't like necessarily what Yermin did, but he's like, fuck it. That's my teammate, and in public, I'm going to say positivity about my man, and if I need to say something, whisper in his ear and say, hey, man, you know, I don't understand why they're mad, blah, blah, blah type of thing, and this is why we do it. Fine, but that man in public said, I don't give a damn. It's a position player pitching the ball. There's no rules. Hit your shit, and, you know, that man is on the, uh, the team. He's for the team. Adam Eaton, whatever he is, he's for the team. You see them all out there cheering for each other. The team chemistry is not going to break apart, and no person can come in there and break it apart. And like you said, he looks like he's actively trying to do this, not on accident, actively trying to mess up the chemistry, but these guys are bonded. They're, they've built something, and nothing can derail this because they have something really strong they, they're just very resilient like i think i counted them out and some people might have counted out when you get the big time malloy uh injury before the season and the big time Luis robert injury on top of that and now hose has missed the last three days so you you know people might get down on them and say they're not anything but they've come together and done great things and we get on and i get on larry garcia big time but that man came through today and this is some of the reasons why he's playing. He looked good in the outfield this whole series. He's been a contributor. I got on him early when he was terrible. Now i got to give him his credit because he played well today in this whole Minnesota series. These guys are cohesive. They're doing the right things for each other to, to go forward. They don't have the their premium players, but they're still acting like a premium team. Man, we are way past our time. We'll take a timeout and we'll preview the Yankee series and tell you what's coming up tomorrow on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at betonline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball basketball, 
hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Looking to make a play on this big series coming up? Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year. Joey Chestnut, right now the over-under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. All right, that does it for us today. We've got one more show this week, and I'm really excited about tomorrow's show. We are getting an opportunity to talk to someone new. A new friend of the show will emerge for tomorrow's show with the uh, natural off day today and no game to recap. And for the sake of getting our weekend started, I'm actually uh, going out to dinner tonight for the first time at Rosemary. It's a restaurant uh, opened up by Chicago's own Top Chef winner, Joe Flom, and I'm going there with uh, with Parkins and Spiegel and Shane Reardon. So looking forward to checking that out. So there's a perfect opportunity on a White Sox off night to do that. So no show. So we're talking to someone new tomorrow who's also in the uh, hospitality industry. We're talking to, tell them, Herb. Uh, it's Jay Westbrook. He is a brewer at a Haymarket Brewery. Uh, Not a Milwaukee he- brewer. Not a Milwaukee Brewer. No one wants to be that, um, especially not Christian Yelich. Hit a home run or hit, Co- hit one. Cody Decker dick. doesn't. Cody Decker doesn't want to be a Brewer either. <laughs> he said they're a trash organization. Oh, I mean, uh, talk about one. Um, but yes, um, he's a Brewer for Haymarket um, downtown as uh, Ashland. I think is the uh, West West Loop, Ran- right? Randolph, yeah, West Loop Randolph. On, on Randolph, yeah. Yeah, so he does um, the Herald's 83 Ale. So if you've had that, he has a new beer for this year, and it's for a great cause. So we're going to get to talk to him. You're going to hear it tomorrow. It's a great time to uh, support what he's going through with the the Lost Boys and trying to get them to Kansas City and other initiatives that they have. So uh, definitely tune in for our episode that drops at midnight tonight. Absolutely. I had a, a lot of fun talking to him, and it's always you know fun to talk to prominent Sox fans of note who are in interesting fields. We don't have guests uh, a lot, but what he's working on is really cool, and actually we may pop into Haymarket before we go to Rosemary down there in the West Loop uh, t- tonight. So I, if Jay's there, I'm going to try to demand it. I want to see the brewmaster, please, um, You know, and I'll definitely uh, get to try the Herald's 83 uh, you know, Honey Ale, so I, I have not had it yet, and Haymarket does great stuff, so you can visit them. On, I believe it's 737 uh, West Randolph. Let me just check that here. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jay was good peoples, and he's a, is a rabid Sox fan. He's a great follow on Twitter as well, uh, at Maja, M-A-J-A, League, L-E-E-G. Uh, you can follow Jay Westbrook on Twitter to sort of get to know him before uh, we we hit him up on the show tomorrow. So, yeah, 737 West Randolph for Haymarket Pub and Brewery, an uh, outstanding beer selection. So, uh, Yankee Series – TBD, 
for the Yankees. So we're not going to get into those pitching matchups, but we do know it will mm. be Rodon, Seas, and Keuchel. So we'll have more information on that tomorrow, but that's all I got today. All right, that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill, me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwell23, and the show is at Locked on Socks. 312-566-8727. You save that number. I mean, I, I see you guys calling us on Fridays and Saturdays, and we see them, guys. We should have got to them today, to be honest with you, but we had some good audio from Lucas there, so we just didn't have time, and you see us. We're just babbling away here. So sorry we didn't yeah. get to your voicemails. 312-566-8727. Don't leave one for Friday. I mean, we're not. I mean, <laughs> well, the we'll game do, is going to go on. You can we'll if recap. there's something big that goes yeah. on. But yeah, it's it's it might not get played. You know, if hold on to it until Sunday if you wanted to get played. If you just want us to read the transcript, which I like doing because they always <laughs> fuck up words, send it in on Friday. But if you want to actually be on this show, wait until like a Sunday or a Monday and it was during the game. So 312-566-8727, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com if you want to leave an email. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this episode of Locked on Socks.